My name is J. Tom Morseman. I'm the minister at the Austin Avenue Church of Christ. This is our continuing study in the book of Philippians. Today we're going to be looking at the first half of Philippians chapter 2. You know from the introductions that we've already talked about that Paul is in prison when he writes the book of Philippians, and, and his writing is about joy. And it seems odd that somebody who would be in prison is saying, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I'll say it, rejoice. It's so easy for us to to become so self-absorbed that everything in Paul's writing would have been, woe is me. I'm in prison. Don't you feel sorry for me? Help me. And it would have been real easy for him to adopt that attitude. So often people in the church adopt that attitude when they're going through hard times. Instead of understanding that our life has a purpose, and that purpose is to glorify God no matter our circumstances. In fact, our circumstances are the framework by which the world sees our faith and how we can glorify God regardless of our situation. In fact, the harder the situation, the greater the magnification. It's like we talked about in one of our earlier sessions that Jesus is this light in the sky and we are the telescope. The light is there. Our job is to make it come closer so that the world can see it even brighter, and they can see it closer, and they can experience that same joy that that we have as they watch us trust in God, have faith in God, and rely on Him, even when things seem out of control. As we enter into chapter 2, Paul's about to address the real situation for what's going on in the church in Philippi. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 2, there's the name of two women that apparently are arguing and causing this great conflict inside of the church. And that conflict is, is distracting and taking away from the glory of God that the world should be seeing inside of the church. In fact, the conflict is louder than the glory that should be seen. You know, the world sometimes, whenever a church gets into this conflict and this fighting mode, The world doesn't see Christ at all. They just hear the argument because the argument and the fighting and the bickering are louder and so loud that Christ can't be seen. Let's take a look at chapter 2, and I want to read the first uh, 13 verses. It says, If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. Each of you should look not only at his own interest, but also at the interest of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, being found in the appearance as of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my uh, in my absence, 
continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. If you've received anything from God, Paul's kind of making a mocking statement here. Those of us in Christ Jesus, are there any of us who haven't received encouragement or comfort or fellowship with the Spirit or experience that tenderness or compassion? If you understand that you're saved through Jesus Christ, not by your righteous deeds, but by His life, His death, His humility, His obedience, if you understand that, oh, you've received comfort, tenderness, and compassion. And Paul says, I want you to show that to others. I want you to show that to the world. I want you to do nothing out of selfish ambition. Very few churches ever fight over doctrine. Very few churches ever fight over the deity of Jesus Christ. They very seldom fight over the cross and over the resurrection. They seldom fight over the forgiveness that's found in Jesus Christ. They seldom fight over the gospel of Jesus Christ. What we seem to fight about are those little bitty things and where we draw battle lines or over those things that I'm going to tell you don't matter. I've I've watched and been a part of churches that fought over whether or not we sing out of the songbook or whether we sing off the screen. I've seen churches fight over whether or not we sing out of the supplemental songbook or if we sing out of the standard songbook. I've seen churches fight over what color is the carpet, what color is the paint. I've seen churches fight over where bathrooms should be located and and, and who gets to make the decision. I want you to know all those fights and all those bickerings at times get so loud that the glory of God cannot be seen by those who are seeking Him. We need to make it our ambition to live like Christ. You know, the the chief characteristic that Paul is drawing out of Christ here in Philippians chapter 2 is that he made himself nothing. Jesus didn't think his opinion mattered more than anybody else. He humbled himself. It's not something that was done to him. And because he was willing to make himself nothing, because he was willing to humble himself, it says God exalted him. It's whenever we get out of the way that God is best seen. And God exalted him and gave him the name that's above every name. You want to be somebody in the kingdom? And humble yourself. Make your opinion nothing so that God's opinion and God's life can be seen through you. Not you trying to force your will, your opinion, and your comfort on everybody else. He says, you want to work on something? Don't work on making yourself something. You want to work on something? Work on your salvation. Continue to work on your salvation with fear and trembling, asking yourself this question. Am I living like Christ? Are people able to see Christ through me? Or am I fighting so that I can be somebody? I can have an opinion and I can get my way done. It's important for us to get out of the way so that God can work His good purpose Christ, God, and the Spirit 
are not seen in the bickerings of man. They're not seen in the pride of man. They're seen in our humility. They're seen in our making ourselves nothing so that Christ can be everything. Jesus Christ is best seen when we get out of the way so that others can see Christ in us, the hope of glory. There's this passage here in in Philippians chapter 2 that says, But in humility consider others better than yourself. Reminds me what Paul wrote in Romans 12, 10, where he says, Honor one another above yourself. You want to work on something? Work on honoring others, on helping others, so that Christ can be seen in you.